In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time a prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. This week, in just a couple of days, the church will celebrate the memorial of St. Josemaria Escrivá, the founder of Opus Dei. And so I thought we could spend this time in prayer together, reflecting on St. Josemaria, reflecting on the spirit of Opus Dei that God inspired him to bring into the church and into the world. And the church's liturgy helps us with this. The gospel for the memorial mass of St. Josemaria is one that, um, that speaks to us of our Lord's presence in our life and the confidence that she give us. And it's very fitting for for St. Josemaria's spirit, his spirituality, his prayer life, and his message. It's a passage from the Gospel of Luke, and it comes from the beginning of Jesus' public life, and it concerns a miracle that he performs on behalf of, of the apostles, especially on behalf of Simon Peter. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret. And this, these are always wonderful scenes in our prayer, to put ourselves in them, to be part of this crowd. And perhaps we've come from a long way off and we're a little bit tired, but we're excited to be close to our Lord. And Jesus is obviously preaching here. And the crowd tries to get close to him so that they can hear his words and they they bunch up and they strive against each other, trying to get just a little bit closer to hear the word of God. And every time we pray and every time we open scripture, we want to have the same attitude to exert ourselves to get into a position to be able to listen, to be a little bit more recollected, to pay attention a little bit more to whatever God might be telling us in that reading or in that time of prayer. So the crowd is pressing up against him. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. St. Josemaria used to say that God doesn't ask permission to enter our lives. And he doesn't have to because he's God and because he loves us. And the gospel here doesn't mention Jesus asking permission to step into this boat of Simon Peter. It says the fishermen were not in the boat. They had disembarked and were washing their nets. And the next thing it tells us is getting into one of the boats 
the one belonging to Simon, he asked them to put out a short distance from the shore. And so there's no mention, right, of Jesus asking Simon whether he can enter the boat or not, whether whether um, he should or not enter the boat. He just seems to get in. And so Simon has um, Simon has to react to our Lord's presence in his life. We can imagine Simon Peter, you know, seeing this, seeing Jesus get into the boat, and then he responds by walking over and 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 getting into the boat himself. And he has to he has to make a decision. Right? What does he do? Does he disinvite Jesus from the boat? Does he ask him what he's doing there? And it seems like he's ready to just go with the flow. Because immediately our Lord asks Simon to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And when we reflect on St. Josemaria and the spirit of Opus Dei that he taught and lived, this is a wonderful scene that, that Jesus has done the same thing with your life and mine that he did with Simon Peter's boat. Because what is Simon Peter's boat? Simon Peter's boat is the place of his work. It's the place of his ordinary life. It's where he spent most of his working and waking hours. It's the place where he contributed to society with that role as a fisherman. It's the place where he earned the means to support his family. It's the place where he spent most of his effort every day. And Jesus entering his boat enters into Simon's everyday and ordinary life. And St. Josemir's message is that our Lord has done the same thing with you and I. He waits for us in our everyday and ordinary life. He's waiting for us, especially in our daily work. And we have to do, we're invited to do what Simon does, right? Simon lets our Lord take the lead. He lets our Lord change the way he works. And the first thing our Lord does, we notice here, is that he asks Simon to use his boat precisely as a boat, put out a little bit from the shore. Use this boat for sailing, which is what Simon knows how to do. And later on, he's going to tell him to put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Use the boat for fishing, as you usually do. And so when our Lord enters Simon's life, he he doesn't tell him to deconstruct the boat and rebuild it as something else, right? I'm a carpenter. This is good wood. We can make a a nice chariot out of this boat or whatever. He says, use your boat as a boat, but now with me in it. And this is a model for our life, how to sanctify our ordinary life. Not to do different different things. Our Lord is calling most of us to do the same things, but to do them with him in in it, with him present in our life. That we work with the presence of God and we offer our work for God who's close to us in our work. And we work with the sense that Jesus is working with us and through us. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And what another wonderful image or icon of our ordinary work that Jesus uses the the ordinary place of Peter's work to teach others. 
Right? He uses Peter's boat, which is Peter's workspace, as a, as a platform, as a platform for evangelization, as a platform for spreading the word of God. And as Christians in the middle of the world, he wants to use my work and your work, your presence in your office, your presence in your classroom, your presence in, in a factory or the store where you work, or the truck that you drive, or whatever, the home that you take care of, right? Your presence there, our Lord wants to use it as a platform to teach, right? To teach through you, just as he teaches from Peter's boat, through Peter's ordinary activity. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. Put out into the deep, in Latin, this is that famous expression, duke in altum, put out into the deep. St. Josemaria reminded all of us that all Christians are called to holiness. All Christians are called to a vibrant, deep interior life, a vibrant and deep relationship with our Lord. Put out into the deep. Don't be afraid of going deeper in your relationship with God. Don't be afraid of putting yourself out and being apostolic and helping others. Don't be afraid of being daring in your pursuit of Christian virtue and human virtue because God is calling you to this because he's with you. St. Josemaria would say, dream and your dreams will fall short. Dream and your dreams will fall short of, of the reality that God will bring about in your life and my life if we really trust him, if we really give ourselves to him. And so, Lord, we can ask you in this time of prayer, how are you telling me to put out into the deep? Where are you telling me to be more generous, to be more trusting of you? Where are you telling me to stretch myself in a way that perhaps, that perhaps I don't think is quite right? And this is what happens to Peter. Right? Peter's first reaction is, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. Right? I'm a fisherman. I know that it's not the time for biting right now. We worked hard all night, which is, which is the time when we usually catch the fish. And it's past that time. We didn't catch anything last night. Why are we going to catch anything now? And yet, um, in spite of his own opinion, which is his professional opinion, he does it at the behest of Jesus. But at your command, I will lower the nets. And the results are, are miraculous. The results are marvelous. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled their partners in the other boat to come to help them. At your command, at your word, I will let down the nets. And this is a great a secret of sanctity and the great secret of all the saints to do things because God tells them to, to do things because we recognize that this is precisely what God wants me to do, and therefore this is what God 
will help me to do. Right? No matter what I think of it, no matter whether I think it's a good idea or whether I think I have the capacity to do it, if God tells me to do something, this is what I, this is what I want to do. And this is what <laughs> precisely he'll help me to do, what his grace is there for. When Blessed Alvaro del Portillo was asked about the uh, character of St. Josemaria in a wonderful book, um, it's kind of an interview format, the book. It's called 40 Years with a Saint. That's its new title. For years it was called Immersed in God. And in that book, um, one of the questions they asked Don Alvaro, Blessed Alvaro, about St. Josemaria is what was St. Josemaria like, right? What was the character of the founder of Opus Dei? And he gives a beautiful answer. And the thing he says, he says, um, you know, to understand his character, you really have to understand one thing above all, is that he was a man who loved the will of God. He was all about fulfilling the will of God. And he said, you know, if you really want to understand them, you have to read point 1006 of the forge. And point 1006 of the forge is the following. St. Josemaria writes, with crystal clarity, I see the formula, the secret of happiness, both earthly and eternal. It is not just a matter of accepting the will of God, but of embracing it, of, identi of identifying oneself with it. In a word, of loving the divine will with a positive act of our own will. This, I repeat, is the infallible secret of joy and peace. Right? The secret of the saints, the secret of St. Josemaria, he calls it here, the secret of happiness, and the infallible secret of joy and peace. What is it? It's not just accepting the will of God, but of embracing it, identifying oneself with it, loving the divine will with a positive act of our own will. And why is this the secret of the saints? Well, it's because it's the secret of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says about himself, I always do what is pleasing to him, and my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Right? This is what Jesus is all about, to do his Father's will. Why? Out of love and trust for his Father. Right? Jesus loves his Father so much, he trusts his Father so much, that all he wants to do in everything he does is to do the will of his Father. And this is what makes St. Josemaria a saint, and this is what makes all the saints <laughs> saints, right? to do the will of their Father God, right? to do and love the will of God. And this is what Peter does here in the scene. Right? Against his own judgment, against his own inclination, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. And so perhaps there's something in my life, perhaps there's something in your life that we need to imitate Peter in. Maybe it's something that we've been struggling with, but we've been struggling without really asking God for help. Or maybe it's something that we've kind of resigned ourselves to in a sense that we don't think it'll ever get better. And we've stopped trying because, because we've given up hope. And perhaps our Lord is asking us, like he asked Peter, 
lower the nets and try again. And like Peter, we have to say, well, I've tried and I've tried and it hasn't changed. But if you're asking me to do it again with more trust in you, with a greater faith in you, well, then I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying to overcome that defect. I'm going to keep trying to love that person. I'm going to keep trying to uh, accept this situation that I find so difficult. But, but at his word, right, because he wants it. And even if we don't get the success that we think we should have, we'll be holier. Right? We will be a success in God's eyes as long as we keep trusting him enough, loving him enough to try to do his will. At your words, at your command, at your word, I will lower the nets. St. Maria actually um, said that you know this would be the greatest compliment that uh, people could, could give of us. And he said at one point that if he wanted a title right, to be remembered by, he, he said it would be, he who loves the will of God. He who loves the will of God. That could be the, the greatest compliment that anyone could ever uh, make of another person, to be called he or she who loves the will of God. A kind of an epithet or title that we could take a great um, a great holy pride in. And this is what we want, Lord. And if we don't want it, Lord, we ask you, as St. Jose Maria would, to want to want to. Like, Lord, give me the desire to want to be pleasing to you. Give me the desire to want to want your will, to want to love your will. Put out into the deep, duke and altum. To put out into the deep is to break out of our comfort zone. It means being good and kind when we're tired. It means trying to remain cheerful and positive even when we're, we're in a bad mood. It means doing the right thing when it's difficult for us. It means making the most of, of these summer months that are coming even when it's hot and cloudy and rainy. It's stretching ourselves, stretching ourselves to be better. And that's what makes us cheerful, and that's what makes us joyful. Right? Lifting up our hearts, as we say in the Mass, lift up your hearts. We've lifted them up to the Lord. And we need to do this. We need to do this for ourselves. We also need to do this for our friends. Right? There's so much distressing news. There's so much uncertainty that we need to find sources of hope and sources of certainty. And this is God's will. God's will is a source of great hope and certainty for the Christian. The secret of happiness, the secret of peace, is to lift our eyes above the fracas and the, the noise of this world, the confusion of this world, the divisions of this world, and to break through to, to God, to break through to God's will. St. Josemaria used to ask crowds of people, um, both members of Opus Dei and others, he would say, my children, do you want to be happy? And they'd answer, yes, Father. And then he'd say, then be holy. And then he would ask again, do you want to be very happy? And they would say, yes, Father. And he would answer, then be very holy. And then he would push it a third time. He would say, do you want to be as happy as possible in this life and happy forever in the next life? And again, they would say, yes, Father. 
and he would say, well, then be as holy as, as you possibly can. Right? Be as holy as you possibly can. And to be holy is not to do uh, tremendous, impossible feats of spiritual gymnastics, but to be holy is simply to let God into the boats of our lives. When we find him there in the boat of our life, as Peter found him there in his boat, not to invite him off, right, but to let him take the lead. Like Peter, to let him give us instructions. To change perhaps the way we use our time. To be open to changing the way we work. To make it more Christian. To make it more honest. To make it more diligent. To make it more virtuous in one way or another. Lord Jesus Christ, if I were aware that you were right next to me, Today, this afternoon, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, right, next week, if I were aware that you were right next to me, working with me, as I went about my daily tasks, how would I do it better? Or you ask Peter, when you get into his boat, you tell him, you tell him, put out a little from the shore, and then you tell him, let down your nest for a catch, put out into the deep water, duke and altum, and let down your nest for a catch. Well, Lord, what would you tell me? about the way I use my time? What would you tell me about the way I treat my coworkers or my employee, my employer, my employees, or my, my clients? What would you tell me, Lord, about the perfection or the love with which I do my work? What would have to change, Lord, in my life by knowing that you're closer to me in it? And this is to be holy, to let God into the boat of my life, into the boat of my home, into the boat of my workplace, and to let him take the lead there. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. This is um, from the second reading of the Mass of St. Josemaria. It's from St. Paul to the Romans. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And this was another great spiritual insight of St. Josemaria, which he, um, which he shared with his, with his sons and daughters in Opus Dei and with all who he met, um, that divine filiation, the fact that God is our Father, that we are the children of God, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Um, was such a part was such a huge part of his message. He said, "This is the foundation of our interior life. Right? This is the the ground, right? The foundation on which all of our life can be built, on which all of our li life can rest. This awareness, this fact that God is our Father, that we are children of God, led by the Spirit of God." And this led him to, um, among other things, to insist so much on Christian charity. Right? That, we, that we really love one another because we're all children of God. Right? That we find a place in our heart for every creature, as he would put it. And St. Josemaria used to say that the heart is endowed with an enormous coefficient of expansion. Right, that it can, when we love, that it opens up in such a way that every creature can find a place in our heart. 
And so our natural capacity to love is expanded. It's, it's multiplied um, in a kind of exponential way by God's love, by God's grace in our heart. How very insistent, St. Josemaria wrote, how very insistent the Apostle St. John was in preaching the Mandatum Novum, the commandment that we should love one another, right? that new commandment that Jesus gives to us, that you love one another as I have loved you. And then St. Josemaria goes on to beg his listeners, I would fall on my knees without putting on any act and ask you, for the love of God, to love one another, to help one another, to lend one another a hand, to know how to forgive one another. And so reject all pride, be compassionate, show charity, help each other with prayer and sincere friendship. I would fall on my knees without putting on any act and ask you for the love of God, to love one another, to help one another, to lend one another a hand, to know how to forgive one another. And in this time of division, in this time of different forms of hatred, let's forgive, let's be forgiving for those who, who accuse us, who don't understand us, who persecute us in one way or another. To be forgiving, to be compassionate, to show charity. We go to Our Lady, our Lady, like our Lord, Jesus Christ, for most of her life, lived a totally ordinary life, a hidden life, a life like yours and mine, full of small things out of the sight of, of the public. Our Lady's life doesn't go viral until, <laughs> until the church is founded and she's recognized as the, mother, as the mother of God. For most of her life, for those 30 years of Jesus' hidden life, She's just like any other woman in Galilee. She's just like any other woman in Nazareth. And yet her life is the holiest life that's ever been lived. And yet she's the greatest saint ever, the queen of all saints. Um, but what was she doing? Well, she was doing things that, that you and I do. She was getting up in the morning, she was getting out of bed, and she was spending time in prayer, and she spent time working on her household chores, and she spent time going into town to shop, going to the well to get water, and visiting friends to help them with different things, or just to spend time with friends and family. And the whole time she was loving God, and the whole time she was doing all of this out of love for her son. And so Our Lady is this wonderful icon, this wonderful example of the possibility of holiness in ordinary life, holiness in hidden activities, activities that no one else will see and perhaps that no one else will ever see or ever know except God, which is all that really matters. And so we go to her and we ask her, help us like you to live this ordinary life out of the sight of the public perhaps, this hidden life that we have. Help us, Our Lady, Our Mother, to live it like you, as St. Josemaria taught us, to sanctify ordinary everyday things by doing them with God and for the love of God. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, 
and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.